by Hip Hop Caucuses. Think 100%. Welcome to the coolest show. This episode is part three of a three-episode series on protecting the Arctic. Hopefully, you have or will listen to the previous two episodes, and I'm so glad we end this mini-series, if you will, with a conversation with Isaiah Horace, a member of the Youth Council of the Gwich'in Steering Committee. I got to talk to him on his first visit to Los Angeles, and I think his first visit to the lower 48. That's what Alaskans call the 48 states of the continental U.S. As a young adult and member of the Gwich'in Nation in Alaska, Isaiah has everything at stake in this climate crisis. And as he shares his knowledge of self and his heritage, his identity, Peace found in the traditions and ways of life, people which are all at risk if we expand drilling in the Arctic. The Trump administration is threatening it all in a rushed effort to leave off 1.6 million acres of coastal plains in the Arctic refuge to the oil, gas industry, drilling, and extraction. The American people are against and are with Isaiah. There has long been widespread disapproval of efforts to allow drilling in the Arctic Refuge, but the intensity of that disapproval has significantly intensified. According to the recent public polling done by Yale Climate Connections, a large majority of American voters, 68%, oppose drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. A bipartisan poll conducted by Republican firm New Bridge Strategy and by Democratic firm Heart Research Associates highlights the folly of such an effort for both the president and any candidate seeking to support such among the survey's findings, almost two in three voters opposed the Trump administration's move open the Arctic refuge to drilling. 63% of voters polled said they would be more likely to vote for a candidate that says we should protect the Arctic refuge by preventing drilling. Support for protecting the Arctic refuge spans gender, race, and socioeconomic background. Notably, the survey found that 72% of suburban women voters oppose drilling in the Arctic refuge. Public comments submitted to the Interior during the scoping phase for the leasing EIS process were overwhelmingly in support of protecting the Arctic Refuge from development. Of the over 1 million comments submitted on the leasing draft, EIS, 99% of them opposed drilling in the refuge. I wanted to share all these polling numbers 
simply convey that we know that the American people stand with the Gwich'in in Alaska and stand against drilling in the Arctic. Trump administration's efforts are not based on the public will. They are based on the greedy and destructive interests of the oil and gas industry. And I'm so glad we get to hear from Isaiah on what home means to him. Isaiah offers us a wonderful connection, front lines of our collective battle to protect the Arctic. Isaiah Horace is a member of the Gwich'in Steering Committee Youth Council. Isaiah is also known as Chichen Saul, which is Little Golden Eagle in Gwich'in. He is 20 years old and a Gwich'in Athabascan from Fort Yukon in Old Crow, Canada. He graduated from Lathrop High School in Fairbanks, Alaska. He loves to sing, dance, and drum. His hobbies include playing basketball and snow machining. Isaiah's goal as a Gwich'in Youth Council member is to learn Gwich'in language and engage Indigenous youth. Isaiah Horace, my brother, nice to meet you. Welcome. Nice to meet you. To the Cooler Show on Climate Change. So I just want to talk to Bat. First of all, um, you are part of the Gwich'in Steering Committee yeah. Youth Council. Yeah, I'm part of the Gwich'in Youth Council. I'm, I'm one of the many different um, members in there. There's many uh, other youth in there, members, and basically what we do is um, we do a lot of our main difference. We do our own things, and we do it pretty well, too. And in my case, I do a lot of uh, native, native dancing and drumming and dancing, you know, and yeah, and I also do a lot of beating and sewing, and it's another form of uh, uh, artwork and art form that the Gwich'in are known for, and uh, I take it after my, my grandma, my grandmother, who was a well-known uh, meter, and yeah, and she passed away in December of 2013. And I'm just continuing her uh, hobby and tradition of being and sewing. And I was taught by uh, the Gwich'in elder Dixie Alexander, you know, who's also a well-known elder. So yeah. So we're gonna get into all of that. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because first, you're 19, right? Uh, I'm actually 20. 20? Yeah. Okay, well, you're old then, right? In that case, that, yeah. that, 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 that extra year made you just an old man. And that, and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, a lot of people actually say I look, you know, I kind of look younger than I look, you know. No, you that, definitely do. Yeah, and um, I don't really take offense to that, you know, because um, I don't really mind that. Uh, I think the youngest uh, I was mistaken for was like 17. Well, that's the same group. I mean, right, all that's good. I think why I'm excited too, not only that, are you young? Are you from the Gwich'in community in the Arctic? This is your first time in the lower 48, right? Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is my first time traveling out of uh, Alaska. You know, um, before that, I, was, um, uh, I traveled to Anchorage, and uh, I think I went up to Barrow, and also uh, Circle and my village of Furikon. So let's talk about that. I, I was in Alaska. I learned a little, I learned a trick. 
right? I learned how to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's all. What so, we are. so actually, let's go into that. So using your hand, where are you from? Uh, so basically, um, all the way up here, um, I'm, this is Borjikan, and that's where I'm from. That's my home village that a lot of my family's from. Yeah, and right here, right in smack in the middle is uh, Golden Heart City, uh, Fairbanks, and that's where I was born. I was raised, but down here, I would, um, which is Anchorage, the largest city in Alaska, yeah, yeah and uh, that's where I was born. And I lived there for only, uh, for one year as a one-year-old, and yeah, then I moved up to Fairbanks and went back and forth between my village of Furikan and, you know, and I'm pretty much, uh, I'm telling then I stayed in the Fairbanks so, for most of my life. And so let's talk about that. So first of all, are you excited to be out of Alaska? I mean, this time, I, mean, I just want to get to how you're feeling, actually, yeah. before, before we get into this whole conversation. Yeah. How did it feel to be, can I, I mean, you went from, you didn't go from like, from like Fairbanks or Anchorage or the Arctic to like, you know, Vancouver. You went to like Los Angeles. You were in the big city. So how, how did it feel to be coming down here in the lower 48 in, 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 in La La Land? Uh, I say it's, um, it's really exciting, you know, and it's really great, you know, and basically, you know, compared to, uh, compared to, uh, Fairbanks, you know, uh, Fairbanks is like way, 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 way smaller than LA, you know, and, uh, honestly, it's kind of almost um, a little bit no different to, uh, to when I'm in Anchorage, because, uh, a lot of people say that joke in Alaska that Anchorage is kind of like the LA of Alaska. You know, I love that. Just how, like, huge it is and <laughs> almost kind of similar, but... Yeah, um, but yeah, it's really it's really great being here in uh, LA. You know, experiencing you know the different lifestyle here, and you know, seeing uh, you know how people uh, act in different cultures here too. You know, it's really great. No, that's good. I know you play a little basketball. Yeah, I played uh, a lot of basketball when I was younger. You know, and you played for your high school. Like, what, what, what high school did you go to? Uh, I went to uh, Waythrop High School, but okay. I didn't. I wasn't able to uh, play any basketball there because uh, due to uh, uh, like a lot of distractions and also grades, so I wasn't able to play any basketball there. But I I do play a lot of uh, I've been during my free time and today, yeah. Just um, I haven't played in uh, the last couple of months due to you know a lot of planning and work, you know, and the B work too. And yeah, but I'm planning to uh, go when I go back up to uh, at home. I'm gonna start playing again because because uh, I actually um. Just last night, I went to uh, the the Lakers and uh, Milwaukee Bucks game. Okay. Yeah, at, uh, the game last night, and yeah, and who won? Actually, who who won the game? Uh, the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, and that was actually the first ever uh, NBA game I actually watched and experienced, and you know, it was you know, it was really awesome. <laughs> I can tell yeah. by your smile. You yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah, of course I saw uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. yeah and, you know, see him, see him actually playing in person, you know, kind of far away too, you know, was really, you know, inspiring and awesome, you know, compared to watching him on the, on the screen. And yeah, you know, that kind of um, inspired me to go, just go up and go back, probably go up and play again. That's for sure. Yeah. So you're a regular 20-year-old, right? You love basketball, you just enjoy it. So add in the part, because you are also part of the Gwich'in Steering Committee Youth Council, mm -hmm. which means yeah. you are also... I don't know if I'm going to be called this, but you're an activist. You're fighting for your community. You're yeah. fighting for something. So being a 20-year-old, let the people know, what are you trying to change or make happen? 
Uh, well, my goals, you know, and for my, you know, for my native heritage and my native people is to uh, just prevent, you know, arctic drilling because, uh, you know, in the future I want to, you know, continue on the tradition of my people to, to hunt and provide my, front provide food, you know, for my family, you know, and wearing out skin, wearing out skin animals and fish, you know, and uh, go out and hunting and trapping. You know, that way I can continue go on and you know, share that knowledge with my children and they can share that knowledge with their children and so on and so on. You know, but if um if Arctic drill if there was ever like Arctic drilling and development there, you know, that could prevent all of that. You know, and that can like you know, that can like you know get rid of all the animals, you know, it can kill all of them, you know, the caribou, the moose, the the fish, the salmon, you know, all of that. And you know, that can't happen. And once, you know, all the, all the trees there, the lands, the river is gone, then there is not much left. Wow. And, and where, and, and how are the youth, um, well, how big is the youth council? I heard, this, I guess, are you the only guy in the youth council? Uh, I think, see, um, I'm pretty sure I'm, um, I'm one of the few only members, um, male members in the group now. There's like, um, over 10, 11 members. Um, most of them are, are girls and they're also... And I, and I heard they're hunters too. Yeah, they're hunters too. Yeah, which is, you know, really awesome in itself too. And yeah, there, see, uh, there's a Rhea Stofa who's from, who's both Gwich'in and Nupiak from Fort Yukon and Barrow. Yeah, and I've forgotten many others who hunt, hunt fish there too. But yeah, they're from Fort Yukon as well. So what's the goal? I mean, what, do you, what, what would you, being in the lower 48, you're here, but you're also fighting. And let me say this too. Let me just actually take a step back and say thank you. Because mm -hmm. listening to you as this normal teenager, 20-year-old, um, knowing, seeing your face light up, talking about LeBron mm -hmm. and watching basketball is what you should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you're also taking on the fossil fuel industry to yeah. fight for your way of life. Um, so what would you want to communicate? Like, what is it that you would want people to understand that you're fighting for, um, that you want to make sure and stop? Well, because there's, um, there's a couple of reasons. And the first one that came to mind is that, you know, it's, uh, it's important for you know, our identity, you know, our, you know, just our identity, because, you know, we can never forget, you know, who we are and how, you know, how we are and, you know, you just can't forget your group, your um, your roots. I mean, and if the Arctic drilling ever goes goes into the Arctic, no, they can't. No, basically our identity will just be gone. You know, and yeah, you know, all of our animals, and and yeah. As you were talking, it seemed like you took on a different posture, as though like a warrior, you're willing to do whatever it takes to fight for your way of life. Yeah, because, you know, there's me, because um, it's just that, you know, a lot of people need to make, need to see that, you know, the importance of our, basically, uh, <clears throat> the earth, you know, because, you know, the earth was, you know, it's here for us, you know, it's, it was made for us, and, you know, and we have to take care of the earth, and if we don't do that, you know, pretty soon, it won't be able to take care of us. Hmm. You have a name, um, Little Golden Eagle. Yeah, it's uh, Chichinso in Kuchin. And it's one of the many native names that was um, 
given to me, uh, Chichen Soul was given to me by my grandmother, uh, uh, my Donna Margaret Horace. Uh, and she also called, referred to me as Kisa. Yeah, and then the one that, the one name that I was given and blessed with is uh, Ke and it translates to a great and strong warrior like Samson, you know, in the Bible. It seems like there's a lot of strong women in the Gwich'in nation. Is that mm -hmm. true? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of strong women in the Gwich'in nation. How would you describe that? You no, know, empowering, inspiring. You no, know, and you no, know, it's a. Uh, it's not just the young. Like your grandmother and others like that. Yeah, not just uh, not just like the the younger. Not the younger women and the girls, but also the elders too, because they're very strong too. You know, and including my grandma too, because I remember she would um, she'll be almost like, almost like sixty, but she'll be able with one of those huge like, like big jumbo TVs and just whip, put it like in the top shelf. It's like, you know, for uh, like a ten-year-old me, I was like, you know, she was like, like superwoman. Is like, like how is that even possible? So Isaiah, that was pretty powerful. Let me just let me just say that, and actually, that kind of leads me to maybe not a hard question for you because you're, you're pretty an amazing young man, um, um, and I'm really happy that you're part of the Gwich'in Steering Committee Youth Council. But let's kind of get into some of the dark history behind Alaska and Indigenous people. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, for one thing, though, is that. Um, not a lot of schools, you know, not a lot of uh, major schools in Alaska and also the U.S. You know, they don't talk about the, they mostly talk from their perspective, you know, the, the white kind of perspective, you know, like of Native history, you know, um, like Thanksgiving and all that. <clears throat> but they don't talk about like their half, you know, like the dark half, you know, basically, you know, all the genocides, the relocations, all the broken treaties, you know, and also, the boarding schools as well. You know, and Talk about that. What do you mean the boarding? Because the boarding schools. Uh, so back then, um, so in Alaska, I think during the 1940s or 50s, uh, the Orthodox and Christian missionaries came to Alaska to teach and convert the Native people to the, their religion of Christianity. Yeah, and, and, uh, and the way they did it was just, you know, and, was just unbelievable because, for one thing, they they forced us to you know, go to their schools and teach us their, you know, what they want us to teach. You know, and if they didn't, and the, if the parents and grandparents didn't said no, they would force them by saying they would be arrested. So that so the the parents and grandparents had no choice to but to comply and send their children off to the boarding school. And what happened at the boarding schools was, you know, they they completely just, you know, changed them and basically assimilated them and, you know, they, they took away their, all the languages, you know, the traditions, you know, the, the native regalias and, you know, even cut off their long hair, you know, and which is a big, sim, which is a big symbolic, you know, for a native, a native person, you know, their long, their long hair and they cut it off and they also would get rid of their, their native names and give them English names. You know, and basically turning them from a, minor, a minority into their man, major, <clears throat> majority, I mean. Yeah. So how do you feel? I mean, that's actually a great point. I mean, 
I think that, because I know you want to learn the native language, right? That's one of your goals. Talk about that. Like what? Yeah, one of the toughest um, obstacles with that is that there's, a, there's not a lot of uh, native speakers in, in the, not just in the Gwich'in region, but also with many different regions in Alaska as well. Because the reason why there's not is because, you know, those, um, the, a lot of native speakers were kind of uh, like silenced because of the boarding schools, you know, process. You know, and that's why. And, and there's a portally about 500 or 700 native speakers of Gwich'in and the Gwich'in nation. No one, and some say that could, you know, it's, that's still plenty, you know, it's you know, better than, you know, like less than 100, but still it, there could be more, you know, to teach the, you know, teach the you know, younger kids and a lot of people, you know, and that's one of the main goals of us too, to continue that language, the, the, tradition, the traditional language. You know, it's, I was in um, Anchorage and I had to come, I, had to go, I drove through Alaska um, and I spoke somewhere and made the mistake of saying, I think at the time Alaska was 60 years, because obviously with the, the statehood piece, but I was corrected very lovingly by one of my indigenous sisters who said, we've been here way longer than 60 years. And that blessed me because sometimes even you don't even know you're taking these things in. Um, but with that, explain why um, like the animals and the symbols are so important. Uh, so for one thing, um, there's a lot of um, like symbolic uh, reasoning behind uh, many different animals and, and they have, uh, they have uh, culture. You know, uh, and the one thing is uh, the importance of the caribou, because you know, the caribou represents the, the Gwich'in nation. You know, they're... No, the the whole caribou is a uh, is practically the symbol of the whole Gwich'in nation, and the they're all the stories we tell, the songs we dance to, we make about their they make they're the food that we eat, and they're and uh, if you look up one picture of a uh, about what um, about a caribou, it shows like the many different uses of a caribou, like like you know making like clothing of them or. Or a housing album, tools, you know, and hunting clubs, you know, and uh, let's see what else. Yeah, just some um, basically making everything album because the difference between um, us hunting them, the animals, is that we pay respects to them. You know, we don't just go out and you know shoot an animal and come back. You know, we don't do that. And, and we, of course, above all, we don't like go and hunt an animal and just take one part of them. But we take the whole animal and, and for the respect for, you know, for that animal and the creator and the spirits, we use everything. You know, we use the meat, the fat, you know, and the skin, sinew, even the hairs. You know, and use, we use everything. You know, and just for that respect. Powerful. Yeah. That's very powerful. Yeah. Now, I heard you're, you're a singer. Um, can, can, can we get a song? It'd be great if you can give us a little. Can you give us a little song that? Uh, yeah, there's one. Okay. I know a, lot, a couple songs, and unfortunately, I don't have a, a drum to have. But uh, let's see, uh, this one's called Navage, and it's called it's a skinhead song, and basically it's a basically a generous or a green song, and it kind of goes. 
songs of the Guichin people that we dance to and and uh, the movements and then and the different dancing songs that from what I was taught it was that there's the drummers on one side and there's a there's a dancer in the middle that's usually dances with a stick you know and the stick can be anything with a, from a, a caribou antler on the tip and basically dances in the middle as the song goes and there's a whole group of people you know, and the men are in, all in the, the mill surrounding the guy, and the, the women are surrounding the men. And as the song goes, they, they dance around the, the single dancer in the mill. And, and the, there's a little, like, cue that says, like, like, And the cue was like, and then uh, that single dancer in the middle switches with one of the men, and he gives that stick to one of the other men, and they dance. And that the other man goes and dances and thing, and it's basically like uh, a circle and you know, and a pattern too. No, that's amazing. Thank you yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for all of this, and thank you um, for your activism. That's actually, just one last question: If you could speak to um, other eighteen, right now there's a huge movement. Um, have you heard about the climate strikes? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. So there's been a huge movement of young people who have been doing climate strikes around. They've been striking from school. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and one of the things there is that obviously there's just young people all over, like yourself, the world who are using their gifts. But if you can speak to them, um, just to encourage them from where you are in the Arctic, what would you want to tell them? Uh, no, I was to, I'll tell them to uh, you know, continue fighting for what you believe in. You know, keep doing what you're doing because no matter what happens, you know, that's just what you got to keep doing. You know, just keep fighting for what you believe in. So, yeah. Because you know, they say that you know, they'll, they'll, they'll always say that you know, you'll lose and give up, but you know, they've always been telling us that for, you know, for years, but you know, we're still here and they haven't no drilled up there yet. You know, it's just have to keep fighting and stay on your ground. Thank you, Isaiah, for being on Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Yeah, my pleasure. That was Isaiah Horace, member of the Youth Council of the Gwich'in Steering Committee. Follow the Gwich'in Steering Committee on Twitter at Our Arctic Refuge and visit their site and donate at Our arcticrefuge.com. Please also take action and add your name to our petition to protect the Arctic at think100climate.com slash Arctic. That's think100climate.com slash Arctic. This conversation with Isaiah is part three in a three-part episode arch on the coolest show about the Arctic. We must protect it for all of us. 
If you haven't, please go back and listen to the previous episodes with Bernadette, the executive director of the Gwich'in Steering Committee, and Chad, founder of Soul River Incorporated. Thank you for joining us. Protect the Arctic and all power to the people. Like what you heard on this episode? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us at Think 100 Climate and at Hip Hop Caucus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit thecoolestshow.com where you can take action for climate justice right now. You can also learn more about this podcast and donate to Think 100%, which is a nonprofit project. Thank you for listening and all power to the people. Think 100, think 100.